Hey there, I'm Leah Party, and you're listening to Bare Naked Soul, a podcast where we have real, uncensored conversations about the things we aren't supposed to talk about. Let's break all the rules and shed all the programming that's ever made us feel weak, scared, and caused us to shrink ourselves. It's time to live uncaged, freely expressing ourselves and manifesting our dreamiest, juiciest, and most pleasure-filled lives. Let's do the damn thing. Hey guys, welcome back to Bare Naked Soul. I have a guest interview today with Tiana Thompson from Affirmations of a Bad Bitch. You guys are going to love this one. And before we dive in, just a reminder that Hill Breathwork Academy is open for enrollment. We start on February 6th. This is my five-week online program to become a certified breathwork facilitator. You also get lifetime access to the breath portal for your own transformation through breathwork and meditation. Um, You're going to dive into this academy and learn all the science and psychology of how breathwork actually heals us, our bodies, our minds our spirits, super powerful. And then you'll be able to help me on the mission to change the world one breath at a time and, um, and change lives through breath work. So the information for that is in the show notes. I hope you enjoy this interview. Okay, everyone, I am here with Tiana Thompson, who is the host of Affirmations of a Bad Bitch, which is like the coolest name for a podcast that I've ever seen. I was instantly like, mm, okay, I need to learn more about this girl. Um, and so I started listening to some of her episodes and just was really drawn into the sound of her voice. And I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but they say like the sound of your voice will attract your tribe, you know, that alone. And just trusting that like, yeah, people are going to be drawn to you based on based on your vibe that you're putting out. So that definitely happened here. I've never heard that. That's actually really cool. Yeah. Isn't that cool? I had someone tell me that in terms of like, yeah, podcasting and like the coaching world. And literally after I learned that, like the next morning, a like former client reached out. I think it was like a former client. And she was like, just so you know, like the sound of your voice sounds like home to me. And I was like, what? That's awesome. And it's so weird because when I first started my podcast, that was what I was most insecure about was my voice. Mm-hmm. And then now people are like, Tiana, your voice is so calming. And I'm like, you know, you never know what your biggest fear could be your strength sometimes. So it's everything's a lesson. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's such a good point because it's one of those things where almost nobody likes the sound of their own voice. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, do you remember that like back in the day? I mean, I guess this is still a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like recording your voicemail for your phone. I mean, I'm sure I still have voicemail, but no one ever calls me leaves me voicemail. But anyways, everyone will be like, oh, the sound of my voice. I hate it. Yes. Um, yeah. Hearing myself on a video and I'm like, please delete that right now. Like that yeah. cannot go out into the world. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, when I listen to your podcast, the sound of your voice is just feels like it feels like angelic to me. And I also really like that you have like really like short episodes, which is cool because it gives you, you know, something to listen to when you don't have a lot of time and something to just really get that, like, get that wisdom drop without, um, without it being like almost unnecessarily drawn out, you know, Mm -hmm. which I also think is, um, it's interesting because a lot of people, like I've talked to a lot of people who have wanted to start podcasts and one of the fears is always, well, how do I make an episode long enough? It's like, well, what makes you think it has to be a certain length? It's so interesting. But, yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And Yeah, I feel like I definitely think that 
you can say, if you know how to articulate things um, in a way that your listeners can understand and digest, you can kind of say more while saying less, if that makes sense. Yes. Kind of like poetry. It's, it's yes. short, but it hits hard. Yes. Mm. So that's kind of what I aim for. I love that. I love mm-hmm. it. I love people do things differently too. You know? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've, heard your voice. I've heard your messaging. I love your vibe, but I don't really know your story. So can you share with us how you got into spirituality and what led you to starting your podcast? Yeah, for sure. So let's see. I am originally from Greenville, super small farm town. I was one of the only brown girls. Um, So I grew up feeling very like I didn't fit in. Um, I felt different and I took that as, you know, a negative thing and I became depressed. I was, at a time I was partying literally every night almost. And then I hit a point where I was like, this isn't what I want to do with my life. You know, this isn't what I truly value. I'm not living according to my values. So what am I living for? You know, what am I doing? So. I really took some time and I stopped going out. I stopped drinking. Uh, I started reading a whole bunch. I kind of isolated myself for a little bit, honestly. Um, Okay, there was one event that was like a catalyst for me starting my spiritual journey, which this is really funny. Um, My friend, one of my best friends, McKenna, and I decided to go have a girls' night, just go to dinner. And she was like, hey, Tiana, I, I brought this edible. do you want to eat an edible and I was like McKenna I don't smoke I don't do any of that like I'm scared so she gives me this edible and I eat it and then I'm expecting like her to eat one too she doesn't so yeah I just ate this edible by myself I've never had one I like don't even smoke so we go out to eat and I'm sitting there and it was like I I was having like out-of-body experiences like I knew that I was in my body that I but that I wasn't my body if that makes sense like I was sitting at this table with this food in front of me and I could see you know my hands and my arms and I was like whoa like this is like a little avatar like (laughs) I get to control my avatar and just do whatever I want to do and so we got home and I'm just looking in the mirror and like wow like when you kind of step out of judging like yourself so hard I started to see I was like wait like my avatar she's actually kind of cute look at her like she's so sweet and like so I started to find a sense of love for myself and after I ate that edible and you know I had I was having epiphanies and all that I was like I this this is the shit like I love this So I started reading more. I started um, meditating. I started breath work, just all of these things. And I really wanted a way to help other people because I knew I wasn't alone in the way I was feeling lonely, sad, just overwhelmed and depressed. So I wanted to share what I had learned through my personal experiences with other people in hopes that they would be inspired to start their own journey. 
So I started Affirmations of a Bad Bitch. Um, and it's been a little over a year now. And I'm having so much fun with it. I literally love it. Like it sets my soul on fire. <laughs> Very cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I I am not a fan of edibles because <laughs> I think it's just been several experiences where the dosing is kind of difficult and uh-huh. I, it, it's just been like too much, but I love um, shrooms. Okay, like, yes. And I feel like when you do, and maybe like, maybe when you do edibles, it might be like a similar to when I do shrooms, like sometimes it's kind of like different, obviously, depending on the person and like mm-hmm. how these things affect you and um, the dosing and all that. But if, it feels like, yeah, that avatar example, like it, it shifts your perspective. Yes. And like opens your mind. Yes. I have done shrooms as well. Um, only once where I took enough for it to, um, you know, like have the effects that I wanted. And it was amazing. I was in Lincoln Park with my best friend um, in Chicago. We did the shrooms. We were laying, we were holding hands and like skipping and frolicking through the flowers. I got in the fountain at Lincoln Park. We both got in it. I was acting like I was in a movie. Like it was crazy. It was the best thing that's ever happened to me. I was saying hello to all of the trees that I walked by. (laughs) It was the best. I just felt so connected to everything and everyone in the park, including the people that I didn't know. So it's, yeah, it's great. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like it almost makes you feel like a kid again. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really powerful. So interesting. I love that. So um, on your journey, what's like the biggest, I guess, like um, healing tool that you like to use for yourself, like in your like daily or, you know, whatever practice that you have, like what's your favorite tool for, for the healing journey? Yeah. My favorite tool definitely would have to be journaling. Mm. Um, For me, journaling, sorry, dog is like, (laughs) for me, journaling is a way to, again, shift your perspective I've noticed sometimes when I journal, even after I've been journaling a while, I'll kind of switch and start writing in third person. Like I'm talking about Tiana as if, you know, I'm not her. And in a way, I'm not, you know, we are spiritual beings um, in this body to experience life. And I think it's important to kind of remember that. And through journaling, you can really open up and be vulnerable to yourself. That's a good way to start um, to be vulnerable to other people is to start with yourself. And I don't know, it's just, it's very eye-opening once you start going and you start journaling. And I feel like you just kind of forget what you're doing. And then after a while, you're like, oh my goodness, I wrote so much. And then you go back and read it and it's like, wow. Um, you start reflecting and you start putting things together and then you can change your actions. So it's very effective. I love journaling. I would say that's my number one tool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sober into journaling too. It is, it is really crazy. And I feel like as you just kind of free write and as you learn to like, just keep writing, you know, cause it can, at first your mind's going to be like, I don't know what's right. And blah, blah, blah. yeah, once you tap into just writing, 
it's like it's such a good way to like see what's happening in the shadows and like in your subconscious things you push down you don't want to see like forces you to confront them and bring them up and yeah it's like it like illuminates all of that yes exactly and there's no pressure of you know sometimes if you're at therapy or talking to someone that can be rough just opening up to someone but journaling it's you're not talking to anyone except yourself so you can be more free and you can be more open and honest so true so true I love that yeah okay so why do you think we're here on this planet spinning around in the middle of nowhere like what's your take on our purpose and just tapping into what we're here to do yeah I think our purpose is simply to live, to create, to co-create, to collaborate, and to love. Mm -hmm. I think we are, in a way, we're all connected. We are maybe the universe experiencing itself through physical form, um, giving us this sense of independence that really is an illusion. Um, I think we're here to just experience, experience touch, experience smell, experience what it feels to love and to be loved and to create, to put things that we love out into the world for others to love as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's like, so simple and I feel like no matter what someone's beliefs are people like it's kind of like it's probably an agreed upon that like yeah love one another we're here to experience life so it can be hard though because we get so caught up in the the outer mission which like isn't bad but it can be if it turns like okay I need to like build this empire I need to like be better than everybody else I need to like live in the biggest house on the block and these like have all these external things and be like perfect looking and all this stuff so what helps you kind of ground back into and center back into like remembering that it's not so serious and that we're here just to like experience it all mm-hmm. so I for me it's easy I'm very go with the flow very you know whatever like whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen and I know that I will be okay um for me grounding myself I I really enjoy nature especially in the summer I go and I sit outside you know every single day in the grass um in the winter it's a little harder but meditating again journaling I like to kind of self-audit and I will write down my intentions, my values, um, and I like to get specific on what I want and why. Um, you know, I want, let's see, I could say I want to get a brand deal with the podcast, and the reason why would be to be fulfilled physically through my creative expression so it's really important to you know know why you want these things why do you feel like you need to build this empire why do you feel like you need the nicest things Um, and most of the time it really comes back to the ego 
and fear and doubt and self-love, self-acceptance and self, you know, uplifting yourself. That's really how you combat that. Loving your ego is the way to heal it, I believe. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like remembering that like, it's not wrong to play in the 3d world and experience beautiful things. Mm-hmm. But like, I noticed that for myself, when I'm like doing the shadow work, a lot of what comes up with things that I want, it'll be for someone else. I want this mm-hmm. for my image, right? Not yes. I don't actually care about it. So it's, it is, it's so important to like do those check-ins with yourself and see like, why do I even want this? Is it really for me? Or is it so that people will think I'm successful or that so people will think whatever, or to please other people, to fit in with other people? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's huge. The fitting in with other people and feeling maybe, oh, this person has this. If I don't have it, that makes them better than me. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not true. There's no correlation between the two. It's just your mind. So yeah yeah and we're all equal souls here you know just having experiences Mm -hmm. and we're all capable of the same magic and beautiful experiences yeah totally so something that you share about a lot is um living authentically so Mm -hmm. why is it so hard for women to um to like kind of drop the people pleasing and really live for themselves and how can we how can we even start to recognize like what that even would look like Yeah. So in this world, I feel like it starts at such a young age for women. We are told to dress a certain way, to be accepted, to look a certain way, to act a certain way. It's very, that's very hard on your nervous system and on your self-image. To me, what's happening is women don't feel they are worthy of taking up space of you know a lot of women these days like me I apologize for everything oh sorry sorry I bump into body I bump into someone or someone bumps into me and I'll apologize Mm -hmm. I apologize for taking up space but that's my right that's my birthright that's you know we all have the same rights and I think that a lot of, you know, at home, a lot of the pressures, a lot of the tasks are put on women. Women have to go to work the same as men. Women have to also put up with these societal pressures, the body image issues, the, like, I could just go on and on. There's so much that women put up with and we don't take time for ourselves you know we're always looking after like you said somebody else I have to take care of the family I have to take care of the kids I have to take care of my spouse I think what needs to happen is women need to kind of go inward and start to take care of themselves and when you start to take care of yourself first you can better take care of others So it's a win-win situation, but I think a lot of women feel as if they don't have enough time. So what that could look like, I feel like for me, I make time for my, to be alone. 
every day. Um, even if I have to get up, you know, earlier than I want to, I'm going to do it because if I don't have that time to myself to just relax and think and reflect and, you know, do whatever I want to do, then I'm overwhelmed. I'm stressed. And I'm not fully present as well. So I think women need to take a break. Give yourself time. Take a freaking nap. Like get up earlier. Spend time by yourself and figure out what it is that you genuinely enjoy to do. A lot of women don't even know what they like to do in their free time because they have none. So it's really important to create that time and figure figure out what it is your creative side and your soul craves, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like the, the thing that blocks us the most from doing that and from like going inward isn't even the time. Like that's, that's like the excuse and like, it sounds mm-hmm. like no one's busy, but like we all watch Netflix. We all scroll on our phones yep. for hours a day. Right. Um, I always say that, but I, cause I noticed that I'll, I've talked to a few women recently about baths and mm-hmm. I've heard women recently saying, I don't have time for a bath, but then, but like, these are women who also like, we talk about the shows we watch on Netflix. So like you do yes. have time. I think the thing that stops us from using our time for things like that is guilt. It's like, yes, yeah, but the bath isn't productive. It feels yes. like a waste of time because it's just for me and I'm not doing anything. That's mm-hmm. like, can be really challenging to like take that time deeply for yourself. Yes. And this, I feel like this all is centered around um, our women's hormones. So, you know, the world is kind of built up around the male hormones. You get up every morning you go to work, you get off of work, you wind down, you go to bed. You know, very routine. Women's hormones are not on a 24-hour cycle like males. Ours are a 28-day cycle. You know, we do this through a period of weeks, not a day like a man does. So for women, we may have a week where we're feeling, oh, I can get this done, I can get that done. And you're very motivated very productive. And then, you know, two weeks later, you're starting to wind down. But that's your body's natural process. I think a lot of women are so up here in their minds, Mm -hmm. not present in their bodies that they don't realize their body is telling them exactly what they need. So it's really hard. Women compare their compare themselves to men thinking we need to be productive like them. We need to be doing what they do on a daily basis. When that's not true, we are set up totally different. Our bodies simply don't work that way. And we're trying to force them to do things that they just simply can't do. And that's exhausting. That's mentally exhausting as well. And I think when you're mentally exhausted, I feel like taking care of yourself feels like a task in its own. And that's something I struggle with as well. I'm not going to take the time to do this when I could be relaxing. You know, I don't see taking care of myself as relaxing or I didn't used to. Um, 
but I do now, but it's really important for women to be mindful and to be present in their bodies and our bodies will tell us what we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's all about listening to our bodies and to our mm-hmm. and feeling what that even feels like getting in touch with that. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Okay. I have one last question for you. What's a favorite book or author that's really like, it really touched you on your journey? Yeah. Okay. Definitely the four agreements. I cannot think of the author off the top of my head right now. Um, but that book is great. I'm trying to think. I feel like the author's name is right in the tip of my tongue, but he also has um, a few other books. The Circle of Fire is another great one that I've read. Right now, I am currently reading um, The Power of Now. It's about presence. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. I actually just started a book club too. Um, so you should check that out if you like reading. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I just finished reading. Well, actually, no, I'm still reading it. It's like my bedtime book. It's next to my bed, but The Power of Now, I read it okay. once a year. For like I love that. Because it's that book. And I've read all of his books and they, they're all phenomenal, but it just grounds me. Like it brings me back into like presence. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So good. Yes. And that's what life is about is presence. Uh, we kind of forget because we're so caught up in, you know, the day-to-day, what's going on, the problems. But when you're present, you know, sit here and feel your body now. There's There are no problems in the now, which is what I'm learning. And it's like engraving in my brain. And it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It's like mm-hmm. we're constantly projecting ourselves we're either worrying about the past or we're worrying about the future. We're placing yes. our happiness in the future when this thing happens. Um, and it's just all pulling us away from all the magic happening right now. Yeah. I'm starting to become aware of when I am, you know, thinking about the past or the future. And I'm like, wow, I do this a lot, like multiple times a day. And once you become aware of it, it's, it's mind blowing, mm-hmm. but then you can change it. So it's all part yeah. of the process. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you for being here. Tell us where we can find you and follow along. And um, yeah. Of course. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun. Um, So you guys, my podcast is Affirmations of a Bad Bitch. And you could follow the podcast Instagram. It's also Affirmations of a Bad Bitch. And then my personal Instagram is Tiana Thompson. Awesome. Yes. Go check her out. Listen to her podcast. This has been so much fun. Um, I, I think we were talking before this, we only live like maybe a few hours away from each other. So yes. maybe we'll meet in person someday. Yes, we definitely should. I'm like, so down. I'm trying to put myself out there, make new friends, yeah. you know, with the same values. So let's do it. Yeah. It's not every day you meet someone too, that you can like go this deep with. So yes, definitely hit you up. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Yay. Thank you.